0: He has his own podcast. <laughs> what is the job? Get my shit together. Welcome to the Getting My Act Together podcast for Tuesday, June 20th, 2023. It's the Alfresco podcast recording. I hope you're doing well. I hope your week is off to a great start. I hope you've enjoyed the content that I've provided to you for free. <laughs> Does it seem increasingly like that is something that I'm aware of? Is the amount of content I put out that nobody pays for? Well, I am. I've become acutely aware of it. I'm not really thinking about the podcast, even though you have 400 odd hours to listen to my nonsense. But I really think more about all of us just online. I don't want to say whoring ourselves out, but here's another clip. Here's another clip. That's the game, dude. And you just got to adapt to it. Or, try to figure out a way to do it on your own. But, uh, I'm glad that you're enjoying this podcast. I hope, uh, if you're in the United States of America, I hope that your company celebrated the... uh, First of all, I hope you have a company. I hope you have a job that uh, makes you feel fulfilled, that doesn't make you feel like you're making the world a worse place. Furthering division and hatred in the United States of America. But most important, I hope that if you do have a job, that your company did not make you work on Monday, June 19th, which was Juneteenth. It is a federal holiday as of two or three years ago. And that means banks post, I don't know why banks have anything to do with it. Like banks are as profit motivated as anyone. Anyway, what's the point? A bank holiday, it's a federal holiday. That celebrates the announcement of the emancipation of a people who were brought here and treated horrifically. And the post office closes, the stock market closes, banks are closed, uh, government agencies are closed. And um, not every business chooses to honor that holiday. And I'm sure they have lots of reasons why they do observe the holiday. There are lots of corporations, first, first name, name brand corporations that do not have their employees work on Juneteenth out of uh, respect for the federal holiday and what it signifies. And that there are also companies that, like I said, have their reasons for not closing. It's probably not if one is to go through the world assuming positive intent. It's not because they don't think it's an important day worth commemorating. It's probably just because they like money more than that, more than the commemoration. But you know what? As cynical as it may be for a company who really doesn't walk the walk on its values, and the values are just making money. What are we talking about here? If your company did not make you work on Juneteenth, that says uh, something about them. So shout out to them. We also over this weekend. Is Father's Day international? I don't know. Sorry, listeners in India, Germany, and everywhere else. I don't know because I didn't really, was not a huge Father's Day celebrator growing up. And now as a parent, I'm only vaguely aware of the customs of Father's Day. (laughs) I don't know if it is international holiday, but I had a great Father's Day weekend. I had a very, very good time. I, uh, I got a really nice card from my daughter and my wife. My, my wife, my wife's card, I just want to share with you. She said to the greatest, funnest, handsomest, funniest, thoughtfulest, patientest, lovingest Dada. Here's Happy Father's Day. Here's to enjoying this amazing ride. I love you. If she believes one eighth of what she said, I feel like I'm doing a decent job helping her raise her daughter (laughs) helping her raise our daughter. I had a fun time. Daughter gave me yesterday after me time she gave me like twelve handwritten notes and cards. Sometimes she writes her name beautifully, other times she writes it as if it you look you're looking at it through a mirror and it's backward and sort of trippy. A two becomes an S, and and so on and so forth, or a five can be flipped around to become an S. It was a great weekend. We did a lot of pool work. Saturday was one of the longest days in my daughter's life. We, I don't know if I told you, we do soccer. So I take her to Piedmont Park, the glorious Piedmont Park. We have soccer at 9.15, and then I bring her, and by the way, we're walking through Piedmont Park, and it's, for those of you who don't live in Atlanta, it is the equivalent of our Central Park or our Lincoln Park. Our, our Balboa Park. It's a an par- awesome, amazing park in the middle of Atlanta. And there are lots of uh, people who seem to live there. You know what I mean? Like not like living in the... Expensive neighborhoods surrounding it, Ansley Park, Morningside, uh, Midtown. These are people who live in the park, you know what I mean? They, they live there. And my daughter and I were walking to her soccer practice in the park, and we went by a collection of people who live in the park. You know what I mean? They live there. They reside there of residing it can't be quite the right word for what they're doing there but there are a bunch of people who who live there who inhabit the park and we're walking and my daughter sweet as can be innocently out of nowhere and by the way it's the first time I've ever heard her use this adjective she said what is that disgusting smell and then I, I did not tell her because knowing her brain two seconds later she'll be thinking about something else so she said what is that disgusting smell and I said oh that is and then the next thing was like data there's our soccer field or something like that I didn't tell her that the smell arose from the residents of the park they you know I, I can tell her that in time I don't she doesn't have to process that because actually the way she would process it right now would not be like wow, that's heavy, I need to think about the fact that there are these multi-multi-million dollar residences right around the park, and then these people actually inhabit the park as residents. She wouldn't think of it in those terms like, whoa, what does this all mean? She'd just think like, oh, well, that person should go inside then, or they should go use the bathroom. That would be a better solution. And you know what? There's there's, there's a lot of validity in that perspective. But it was a long day. We went through the park. She had soccer there. And I'm not going to talk all about my weekend with my kid on Father's Day. I brought her home. And then my wife took her to ballet. And then, that's right, after ballet, she came home, lunch. Well, I, f- I totally forgot Farmer's Market, by the way. Or as she used to call it, Farzer's Market. We went to Farmer's Market like surgeons. We were there at 820 I think it opens at 8:30, but we were right there. We knifed in. I uh, I told her I have to. I had to create. I don't know if I've ever mentioned this expression. I had to create a parking spot out of thin air, and she said to me, "Dada, are you going to make a parking spot out of fresh air?" Which is, you know, fair enough. Good interpretation. But that's just that's life with a four-year-old. She'll be saying the most profound deep heavy thought and then five seconds later she's asking you know the most ridiculous questions like do i think you know birds have guns or uh, you know what i mean anyway farmer's market we didn't even have time to go to alligator pear foods all we did was go quickly get bread from the general muir bread tgm bread outstanding And then we were out, out of my parking spot that I made out of fresh air, and took off to soccer. Soccer, bring her back, then hand her off to my wife, so my wife goes running while we're at soccer, then my wife takes her to ballet, and then I'm able to go running. That's right. I am trying to make it to her 30th birthday, and exercising, trying to be heart healthy, is an endeavor a step in that direction? So anyway, I have much more substantive things to talk about, as I, I, as I teased almost on the last podcast. But when we went to the pool that afternoon, right after lunch, for the first time, by the way, we went to the pool and then came home for me time and then went back to the pool. Quite a life we have. What pool? Park pool, city of Atlanta, public pool. It's unbelievable. It's ridiculous how, how, what a nice setup we have. When we went back to the evening session at the pool, I went to the snack bar because it had been decided that we're going to have dinner, in quotation marks, at the pool. Which means just get slices of pizza, hot dog, or hamburgers from, not heart healthy, by the way, any of that. From the shack, the, the snack shack, which is run by... A collection of like 13 to 12 to 14 year olds, they're the pool rats, as they're known, and there is a grill out to the side of it where they make the cheeseburgers, and the the kid always, the kids always cook the cheeseburgers well enough, so it doesn't feel dodgy, and you're eating like rank meat, if you're a hamburger snob, they're probably cooked a little too well for you, but I would rather err on the side of more cooked, especially at the hand of a thirteen year old chef, than I would trying to eat hamburger tartar made by a kid who has pimples. You know what I mean? So while I was uh probing around in line, like, okay, I see sometimes they don't have uh <laughs> sometimes they don't have everything advertised. Like one time I said, Oh, do you all have pizza? And they said, No, we're out of it, but it should be here any minute. I was like, oh, great. Cool. Just out of curiosity, how do you know? And he goes, oh, because we ordered it two and a half hours ago. I was like, well, you know what? It probably is right around the corner. (laughs) I'm looking over at the grill and there's a collection of men there kind of eagerly awaiting their, you know, you order it and then you just wait 10 minutes or whatever until a little cookie gives you the burger. I'm looking, there's a collection of men over there waiting for their burgers we're all trying to provide for our children and one of the men walks over into line next to me and i'm just trying to gauge how long it's going to take so i said to him hey how, lo- how long did they save for the burgers and he's like man they're just kids they're doing the best they can like i'm sorry dude i i just want to know uh, uh what that's I, I, so why i was like dude i I just want to know how long it's going to take. I wasn't talking shit about him, (laughs) which I say in front of other children. And they're like, "Ooh, are we going to have an adult fight? (laughs) He goes, man, they're just kids are doing the best they can. It's like, dude, I just want to know how long it takes. And he's like, oh, yeah, sorry, man. There's some muscle head over there just yelled at the kids, you know, like, where's my burger? How come it's not ready? And I was like, all right. I understand tensions are high here, and I said to him, "I said, oh, I got you, man. I just wanted to let you know I'm a, I'm on your side. I'm not that dude." But he, he kind of he, he didn't really apologize because he was still hot in the moment from the guy, or I don't know. And the guy I did see, he pointed the guy out. The guy was swalled, <laughs> and he probably he probably had that frustration that men we feel sometimes when you're like, I would like to fucking knock that guy out. But in reality, if I did that, if I even so much as swung on him, he would mop the floor with my face. <laughs> That's a frustration, you know, like it's just and a good reminder of the hierarchy. This this muscle bound man probably would have throttled this other guy. So he was frustrated. And I said, dude, no sweat. And then I ordered my burger, cheeseburger, 15 minutes. I give you know, I give him I give him 25 minutes always. And then I circle back. Later, I saw the guy animatedly, not the muscle head, the guy who thought I was talking shit about the children as well, by simply asking, how long is it on the burger? I saw him animatedly as I was walking back to my table (laughs) at the pool where I'm living my best life. I I saw him animatedly telling his people about this big muscle head and shaking his head. They're laughing and looking around trying to figure out who the muscle head is. And as I walked by, I just shot my shot thinking he's got to be talking about that. So I said to him and his ladies and some other dude, I said, and make sure you tell them that you took it out on me. (laughs) And they all burst out laughing and we just laughed and laughed and it was wonderful. And then he finally chilled out. He's like, dude, I mean, I'm just saying like, I'm like, dude, look, look at this. How could we how could this situation be any better? This is. We're living our best lives. And that guy, and I'm not going into this with him, I just said, look it around. Pity the man who finds unpleasantness in this situation. So that's, I just wanted to mention that. Eh, fucking knob. But knob, one, yelling at a kid, and then the other guy, like, taking it out of me. I'm like, hey, man, how's it going to take? You? They're just kids, man. Give them a break. <laughs> Dude, relajate, por favor. All right, so here we go. 15 minutes into the podcast, just like that on this 19th, 20th day. 20th! Today is the 20th. Today is Tuesday the 20th. Which means there's Limerick tonight, of course. You know what? Who's on the show? It seems like the same people now every other week or so. And there probably is something to that, because what I've been doing is been booking people like, hey, can you do a show this night and then three weeks down the road? So tonight, who's on the show? Angel Contreras. Patrick Devine in from Memphis, Tennessee. He is ridiculous and hilarious. Chris Isabella, who you've heard me refer to as Chris is lame. And then closing out the main show, who is that? It's Holly Ballantyne. Ballantyne quartz with the puzzle on the cap. Holly Ballantyne is closing out Limerick. And you may say to yourself, that sounds like four comics, doesn't sound like a ton. Normally it's like six or seven and you're right. So what I've done, though, is I put those four comics on and there's, you know, still going to be an extra 40 minutes of show. How's that going to be allocated? Well, I can do it. I can do a lot of time up top, which is not always my thing. And there inevitably will be comics who drop in that I'll put up. But in building out this extra time and you look at the coming weeks at Limerick, I have not booked them to the gills because I am trying to run this longer, 30-minute, airtight set of A material that I'm going to record at the Laughing Skull Lounge on the night of July 22nd. So that's an announcement. I'm recording so I can memorialize it, put it on YouTube and other places to fucking give it away for free, but also hopefully chop up the clips themselves and send them to Sirius and actually have it, uh, you know, pay me some money for my blood, sweat, and time investment. Why are you recording 30 minutes of this material right now, and why do you want to put it out and put it behind you, that material, which generally, uh, is, like I said, is a material? And why, sir, podcast host, Limerick host, Laughing Skull host, feature, headline comic across the globe, why do you... Only book four comics. And then the following week, there's only two comics at Limerick. Well, because I'm giving it all up. I'm not giving it all up. What am I doing? I am uh, I'm leaving Atlanta. No, oh, you know what? Well, there's a better way to say that. I'm moving from Atlanta. I'm not leaving it. It's, it's one of my favorite cities in the world. I'm not leaving it, but I'm moving from it. There's the announcement. I need to clear my throat. I along with my wife, along with my child, are moving from Atlanta to San Diego, California. You may have seen and heard morsels, hints, Hansel and Gretel, crumbs dropped along the way over the last couple years. You'll recall when I was in San Diego a couple years doing the podcast, I was thinking about will we come back, what it would be like, why would, why would we go to San Diego, California? Why would you move from a city like Atlanta, which is way more than San Diego, a city that matters? That's just a fact. No shade on San Diego. I'm saying that descriptively. Atlanta is a city that matters. It's a in many ways a bellwether of issues in the United States of America and beyond in, in the country, in the, in the country, in the world. Going to San Diego... And we're moving to San Diego in six weeks' time. That's just like that. <laughs> I'm incredibly bittersweet about it. Why are we moving to San Diego? First and foremost, because in one year's time, my daughter will be entering kindergarten, and that will be a a time in which she. Well, we're doing this is the alfresco podcast. What are you growling at? Hey, Georgie, George Banks, why are you upset about that dog over there? Are you just trying to guard me because you realize the podcast is so important? Well, I appreciate that. When, where, what, why? At the beginning of August, we're moving from Atlanta. And I've been telling people, I'm, I'm moving, but I'm not leaving. I plan to come back frequently. That's what I plan to do. I plan to come back at least once every two months. If I can resurrect What's Your Problem at the Laughing Skull Lounge at a maybe better time than 5 o'clock Sunday afternoon, that will be in the cards as well. Then we'll be driving my return. But I have comedy and other interests here in Atlanta and people that I care very much about, and I don't want to leave them. I want to, uh, I want to move but not feel like I've left, left Atlanta. Can I do that? Well, we'll see. We'll also see what it's like being on Pacific Coast time because, uh, or Pacific time, because the whole world runs on East Coast time. And those of you listening across the globe on IST there are people listening here on IST you know from having to get up in the middle of the night, or super early in the morning, to have calls with your cohort, your coworkers in the United States of America the world just runs on East Coast time, and I'm giving that up. I'm giving up so much moving to California moving to San Diego you may have heard though the genesis of this on podcast recorded in the summer of 2021 when I was out there and we took an extended time there that's when the wheels were put in motion is in probably with my wife the wheels were in motion probably a little bit sooner but for me I got my head around it in the middle of 2021. What would we do? What will, or how would, it, how would it occur? When would it need to happen? Thinking about my daughter being in kindergarten. That's where you're going to want to probably post up for at least five years. I think you don't want to start kindergarten and do first grade and then yank out and go somewhere else. It just made sense to, to us to try to get to San Diego. Why San Diego? I'll tell you that in a minute. By the beginning of her kindergarten journey. Speaking of which kindergarten journey is a part of a bit that i've been working on worked last week at the laughing skull lounge by the way i'm not at the laughing skull lounge hosting tomorrow night because netflix and the laughing skull are featuring local young comics uh, on something like netflix is listening or something like that so go check it out and support these comics you can find more about that at the laughing skull lounge i will not be there middle-aged decrepit and rusty So, where was I? Take a sip of water and figure it out. I was talking about the genesis of this idea, I suppose. My wife has been more, I think, assertive, more interested, keen to move from Atlanta. Or I shouldn't say she hasn't been keen to move from Atlanta. She's been keen to move to Southern California. That's where we're from, that's where we grew up. Importantly, there is a lot of family and friends and grandparents who are still around and would benefit from and would love to see. And also it, the benefit would accrue to her to spending time with my daughter, who is four, as you know. So when my wife has kind of broached it over the years gently, maybe with a little more, a little more intensity. And by the way, this also colors in why she has nine hour, a nine hour friend. She's trying to like, like somebody before they die, spend all their time with the people they care most about. That's why she spends nine hours with this woman (laughs) doing God knows what. Well, I've always told my wife, I'm not opposed to moving to Southern California. It sounds exciting. It sounds new, different, old old and new at the same time. But what I don't want to do is I don't want to leave Atlanta. I'm so immensely fond of this city where I've lived for 17 years. And I've met and made some of the most important friendships of my life. I've had some of the most... Significant greatest successes of my life in this city. I've witnessed incredible perspective shaking, perspective altering events in this city. My daughter was born in this city. I I love it. I love it for its complexity and inefficiency and all the horseshit things that I complain about. I still love this city. I love it. You know, I do. I love it more than San Diego. I love the the city of Atlanta more than any other city. And I was not that I didn't want to go anywhere else. And anywhere else I go with my wife and my baby, my baby, look at my baby. We're going to be fine, I hope. I mean, we're going to be fine. Like, sure, dude, let's go live someplace we don't know anything about. Not San Diego. The two of us will be able to figure it out. And then we'll figure it and we'll make it work for the girl. No matter where in the globe, right? We go. But I didn't want to leave Atlanta until, and I, I still don't want to leave to Atlanta, leave Atlanta. But in the summer of '21, when we got an Airbnb, and spent time with family members and f- lots and lots of friends. And by the way, people outside of Atlanta who don't get it, especially people on the West Coast, they're like, "Now, why are you living in fucking Georgia again?" You know, because all they see is the ridiculous headlines Georgia has about showing its ass nationally and its governor suing its mayor and all this Marjorie Taylor Greene, just ignorance, right? That's what people outside of Georgia tend to think of Georgia. And a lot of it is true. A lot of it is true, but not all of it is true. And Atlanta is fucking badass. But in the summer of 21, when those people were asking us those questions, And the weather in San Diego was unbelievable, and we're having a good time. Friends, family, daughters two years old, coming up, all of it. I just had a moment where I was like, you know what? It's badass here. And you might have heard it in the podcast when I was driving around. I was going to meet a friend who worked at Jazz 88. Real jazz radio in San Diego. You can find those podcasts, and you probably will hear clues in there. Um... What I realized, and this is how I've been characterizing it to people, Atlanta for me, for me, Atlanta for me is like dating someone who has, if you were to make a list of the things you want in someone to date, and it were a long list, and the person checked all the boxes, right? Every single box of attributes you want in someone you date, Atlanta checks all the boxes. Everything. Comedy. Vibrancy. Diversity. Great international airport that allows you to travel anywhere at the drop of a hat. It's spectacularly beautiful. The people, despite all the evidence, are optimistic and excited and funny and friendly. And it's just, it's, it's the greatest city. It's fucking Atlanta. It has all those things. But then when we're in San Diego, it's like you know the one who has all the things you're looking for on paper. But then in San Diego, it's like, oh, yeah, this is this is the one I want to be with. Despite the fact that it's more expensive, it's greater pain in the ass, it's going to cheat on you with your friends. It's still the one you're like, yeah, this is me. This feels like home. I feel like a resident of Atlanta, but it's not home, and, 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 and that matters, and it's not home for my wife, and it seems like it's not going to be, it's home for my daughter, it's all she knows, but it doesn't seem like it's going to be home for her, it seems like San Diego is going to be home for her, friends, family, and then my daughter starting kindergarten in a year, but she's going to start pre-kindergarten in September. So that's it. So, I started telling people. You know, neighbors knew of this plan because we kind of locked the plan in. I guess we're we locked and loaded. Um, Probably for close to a year, and I started telling my friends in comedy who are not neighbors, obviously. um, You know, in the last six months, and then kind of did I go publicly telling people in. In stand up, maybe a month or two ago, uh, primarily because as soon as you tell someone you're leaving, and this is true for people in comedy, this is true for neighbors, it very quickly tells them they don't need to invest anymore in the relationship. <laughs> they will just like write you off, like, well, you're not going to be here in three years, so why am I going to invest? Hey, why am I going to invest myself in spending time with you, Georgie? why are you growling? You're the pit bull. You don't need to. They're going to see you and they're like, I don't want any part of that. That's two women over there walking a black Labrador retriever, dude. Let them enjoy the walk. What you should do, George is remain vigilant for that asshole who lets his dog shit on our grass, and then you should go bite him and his dog in the face. San Diego just represents, yeah, it, this, I guess, I guess. <laughs> but that's how I've been describing it. I'm thinking back to summer of 2021, and these are like long-time 20-odd-year friends of ours. They have kids, you know, high school kids, junior junior high, high school kids, older than my daughter, and like, come back. Oh my gosh, we love it. You can make it happen. This would be so exciting. And then we'll have the back half of our lives or whatever's left of our lives together and all this stuff. And at the time, I was like, you know what, fuck it, let's do it. And that's where we are. That's what we're going to do. We are going to move from Atlanta, I'm going to move but not leave Atlanta. And it's very, very bittersweet. I'm not excited about leaving. I'm excited about being on the other side of the move because it's a lot. We have to move three people, two dogs, a house full of shit, and two cars. It's a lot. And that's why I'm going to record this, what I feel like is pretty good for me, It's it's a material thirty minutes of a material that, that should is a nice calling card and then also what I want to do is I want to then put it behind me not to say I won't ever use it again but I want to put it behind me and use going to San Diego and immersing myself in a new scene where I do have contacts at clubs and hope to leverage them very very quickly and actually last summer two summers ago whenever that was. I was also talking on the podcast about maybe trying to do a stand-up comedy show at a casino. Probably was in mind being back there someday. But I'm going to use the opportunity as a stand-up comic to to ensure that my act is exactly what I want it to be. Because it, it is where it is. It's exactly where I want it to be for where I am right now, moving to San Diego in six weeks. But right now, it is not where I want it to be by December 25th of this year. There's so much more work to be done. So that's what that's why I'm doing that. And that's why I'm also have a little bit of a, we'll see what happens with Limerick over the coming weeks. Because I'll just stand up there and talk. And I know people will drop in. And... They'll want us, you know, people about, hey, are we doing anything going away or anything like that? And I'm like, ah, nothing's planned that I know of, but, you know, come to Limerick. Say hello. Do a spot. And I'll just keep working on that half an hour until I record it. Thank you once again to the Laughing Skull Lounge. At least they told me it's happening. Um, recording, you know, on uh, Saturday, July 22nd. And then we're gone. We're gone a week later. The moving truck is packing up this house on July 28th. The next day, the next morning, I'm getting up early. I'm driving my car to pick up my dogs where they will be at some farm out uh, out west off of 20. I'm going to have to get back in the habit of saying the 20. I am They're off 20. I don't know if you know that, but on the west coast people say the 5, the 405. And people on the east coast just say 85, 75. I don't know why. It just is what it is. So much so that I have a song I wrote years ago called The Shortest Distance, where I confuse both of them. I say 85 north to the 20, and that represents 85 north to the 20. I was singing this song to my daughter yesterday morning on Father's Day. Here's the lyric. Mama's in the kitchen cooking something special. 747 touchdown, Hartsfield Jackson. 85 north to the 20 into the gloaming on a steady drip of morphine. It's like swimming. Okay, that's the first verse of a song called The Shortest Distance. And I know that they probably don't fly 747s in there anymore, but you're not going to kick the tires on a song lyric. Who knows what year the song was written, you know? So I'm going to pick up the dogs off of the twenty put them in the back of my car and then drive them across the country taking two or three nights driving hopefully between eight and eleven hours per day I'm not excited about this but it does one thing it makes me feel and, and I could be wrong and then my wife and daughter are going to fly from Atlanta to San Diego I'm gonna take three, four days to drive out there with dogs, primarily because I I want to have responsibility for the dogs. I don't want to entrust them to somebody else, particularly as you get looking online into animal transport. It seems like a roll of the dice populated naturally and probably necessarily by a bunch of sketchy fucking people, just like movers, that I don't want to take any chances. And I certainly don't want to put them on an airplane because it seems like animal torture to put them up in the cargo bay. And I've heard the dogs screaming before. I've heard them. And I can only imagine what it does to their ears. And their. Uh, and I'm sure it's not cheap to do. Their ears, and it can be 30 below up there, and they get off in their little dog popsicles. So that's it. What's happening to Limerick, by the way? I'm pleased, thrilled to announce that... Limerick's new host. And I'm going to have to talk to him about this. He said, how many people did you ask before you asked me? And the answer is none. Okay? I'm going to have to talk to him about that. You can't think that way, dude. you If you don't think you're the guy, right? If you don't think you're the guy, you're not. The only, let's put it this way. Mike George, banks a dog. Mike. Comedy, closest comedy ally, Nick Murphy, who closes Limerick, hosts it when I'm not there. You've heard me mention his name a thousand times on this podcast. My dear friend, Nick Murphy. It, it of course, was his to not, to, to, to refuse, right? If he wants Limerick, he can have Limerick. But I, I never really, like, formally asked him. But, he, but I made it clear that it was his to not, uh, his if he wanted it. But I really didn't want Nick to have it because I don't want him to have any entanglement, further entanglement in the city of Atlanta because he should be headlining. And if you're a booker, go look, go watch Nick Murphy and what he does to a crowd. He should be headlining every week a different club in the country and or, or move to New York or whatever it is because he's that good and will be that uh, monstrous across his comedy career. So I didn't want like, lim- and now it sounds like, well, what do you want? limerick to hold this other guy back it's not holding him back this is someone earlier in their career development comedy wise who limerick is going to be great for and he gets it and i love his style and his comedy philosophy and he understands i I even told him he understands he gets what i say about limerick which it's bigger than me it's bigger than the host that came before me it's bigger than the people that founded it it's just i said no matter how terrible it is And it can be terrible. (laughs) Ask Nick Murphy. (laughs) No matter how terrible it is, it's still very special. And you just have to keep that in mind. Anyway, who is it? It's Luke Bentley. Of Big Luke's Roast Battle. That's right. Big Luke is taking over Limerick. And his first show will be, I think, whatever that day is. 29, 30, 31, August 2nd. August 2nd, Luke Bentley will take over Limerick, and I'm thrilled about it, and it's going to do wonders for his comedy, and uh, I'm so excited about it. I think he's the perfect person, and he's the only person I asked, okay? Luke, you fucking pussy. (laughs) So I'm I'm leaving Atlanta. It's bittersweet. Also, if I were listening to this podcast, I I would, in fairness to you, I'm going to try to answer a couple questions. I, w- I would, as, a, as an adult, I would have questions about uh, mechanics of the move, like, like how much does it cost, and uh, where are you going to live, and all that sort of stuff, um, and I'm not going to get into cost, it's fucking expensive, let's put it that way, it's very expensive to move all this stuff, but fortunately my wife and I are grown, and we've been working for a long time, and can afford to do this. What we most can afford to do this and this I'd be like so where are you going to live are you going to buy a place are you going to how can you buy a place for so 2 million dollars i know paul Ollinger would not give me 2 million dollars i asked him <laughs> i don't want you to lend it to me paul i want you to give me 2 million dollars well uh, i don't know about you know i made long ago friends and money don't mix i know i'm not trying to mix them i'm just trying to take the 2 million dollars and then that's it i'm not trying to <laughs> to to give you a return on your investment not at all let's like let's be upfront. anyway i would have questions like how are you going to buy a house how are you going to live and you blah 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 and here's how it's going to happen when my wife and i moved to atlanta 17 years ago we owned a home we it was this we bought a house sold it and bought another house this is you know we're babies my wife I don't think it was th- even 30 at the time 29 anyway so when we moved to Atlanta in 2005, we just rented out that house, and we've been fortunate enough to keep it rented across the lifespan of our existence in Atlanta, and it's still there being rented by people. So what we're going to do is move back into that house. That's that's how easy, I mean easy, relatively speaking, but that's how it could happen. Because I, like I said, I would have like logistical questions. I'd be like, so... Where are you going to live? Do you have any idea how much the taxes are? You know, real estate is crazy everywhere, but it's really crazy in San Diego, California. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, so we have a place that we're going to be able to move into uh, at the beginning or at least, you know, after some painting has been done early August. So, so that's, that's, the, that's it. Will the podcast continue? Absolutely will stand up continue fucking two, three X. I've just been in this position. Like I've told you, where I'm trying to gather all the dollars in the world to facilitate this move. And I feel like when I get on the other side of that, and maybe I'm wrong, I'm going to have a whole lot more bandwidth to, to be the best fucking comic in the world. I'm not, by the way, speaking of best comics in the world please do yourself a favor and go watch Ali Sadiq's if you haven't seen the domino effect or now what's up the domino effect part two it is it's it's, it's it establishes another bar for performance in that you cannot be more real and honest I mean it's like prior Richard Pryor level honesty but, and and at the same time, lovable, lovable. He talks about horrific things and is, he is lovable on stage. And part of that is every single person in his stories, he, he, he makes you care about them. It's, a, it's a, an amazing, it's not traditional premise, setup, punch, Stand up. But if you, you know, you're older than 35 and you value life experience and wisdom and, you know, he's, I don't know how old he is, 48, 49, maybe close to 50, something like that. Somebody who's seen some shit, to say the least, and can tell it in a hilarious, non-judgmental, he makes you, It's it, he really makes you empathize with every single person in all of his stories. It's its incredible. So I look forward to being able to strive every stand-up comedy set I do in San Diego and up and down the West Coast. There are lots of comedy clubs in San Diego. There are lots of comedy clubs up the coast. I can strengthen relationships in Arizona. I'm really excited about, about the move reinvigorating My stand-up. That's why I'm getting this half an hour behind me. I feel like also, candidly, I've been comedically in something. And I'm not alone. There are other people in the city. And I don't know if I've mentioned this or not. I feel like I've been in 13th grade a little bit. You know what I mean? If I were a 25-year-old man or 27-year-old man or 30-year-old, I would have moved by now. And I probably wouldn't, you know, to, to go to New York to try to make it. Or if I were writing pilots, I would have moved to L.A. I'm not saying I'm the best, that's not what I'm saying, Atlanta, not even close, that's not what I'm saying at all, but I've gotten out of Atlanta what I should have gotten out of it, and that is much, that is a lot, but in a normal career trajectory, like I said, as a younger man, I would have left by now for New York, That's that's what I believe, or LA for that matter, you know, if I'm trying to get into that industry, so... More to come on this um, podcast. Will every, every, nothing's going to change except where I am. So there you have it. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you. I appreciate you listening. I, I've wanted to bring this up, but I just never had like the right time. Like I didn't want to race through it. And if you have any questions about any anything, feel free to holler. Yes, Joe Smith, Gmail Yes, Joe Smith on Instagram. 15, I'm, I, it sounds like you're still in the closet. <laughs> I haven't seen a new review from 15 underscore versus underscore 15, so I don't know if he's decided he's going to keep his uh, appearance, keep his uh, identity unknown, which I think I kind, of, I kind of like that. So anyway, I will talk much more about this, including when I talk to you on Friday. So have a great week, and I will talk to you soon. Thanks.